Happy Friday, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Nature Has Flavor podcast. My name is Danny Horgan. Today, we're going to be chatting with Emily from the very popular food blog, emilyeats.com. But first, I want to tell you guys about the world's most exciting new plant-based cookbook, which is finally here for the holidays. Nature Has Flavor, Cooking Your Way to a Healthier Life, is a complete game changer in the world of healthy cooking. This is a hardcover book with beautiful full-page photos. You're going to find 63 chef-prepared recipes for any occasion, great nutrition information, shopping information, everything you need to cook and live the plant-based lifestyle. Guys, with the holidays fast approaching, we're offering a special 35% discount to listeners of this podcast. The book is normally sold at a retail price of $29.95, but you can get one or multiple copies of the book for $19.45 on the Nature Has Flavor website. Simply enter the coupon code HOLIDAYBOOK at checkout to receive 35% off your order of Nature Has Flavor cookbooks. Our podcast guest today is Emily from the very popular food blog, emilyeats.com. Emily started her blog only about 15 months ago, but it's already really popular. And on there, you'll find everything from salad recipes to plant-based desserts to really cool and innovative meals. On the blog, Emily also shares her personal journey in the plant-based world. And we're really excited to talk about that today. Emily, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Doing pretty well. Well, it's been a uh, it's been a really nice fall up here in New England. So tell our listeners a bit about your background. What originally inspired you to start cooking? I've always loved to cook, and I grew up. And my mom had breakfast cooked every morning. You know, she wasn't one of those moms that just sent you out the door with a granola bar. She cooked us a good breakfast. Um, always packed our lunches and. You know, we always had a home-cooked dinner. We rarely ate fast food. We weren't vegan or plant-based, but definitely wholesome food. And my mom has always been a big environmentalist. Like, we recycled before it was cool. <laughs> and that definitely carries into who I am today. So I've always loved to cook. I've always, you know, I kind of went through a baking phase and um, just – I don't know, I fell in love with it kind of in high school, and then I got interested in this whole um, real food movement, mm-hmm. uh, I guess about three or four years ago. So I um, started cooking more and learning more about what real food is and just ditched the 100-calorie snack packs and all of those kinds of foods. And I had, I had always grown up loving fruits and vegetables, so that was never an issue for me. Um, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. So I got into the real food movement and moved towards uh, organic, uh, grass-fed meat um, when when it was possible. And then just that kind of naturally led into learning more about being plant-based and the benefits, um, not just the health benefits, but environmental, environmentally and uh, as it has to do with animal welfare. Um, and that really interested me as an animal lover and as someone who really cared about the environment and my health. So it just, it was just kind of like this perfect, it was just something that I just felt so connected to and just seemed really perfect for me. So that was about 
a year and a half ago when I went vegan. And I started my blog a couple months after that. And all of the recipes are vegan on my blog. So my blog is just kind of my journey from, you know, starting as a vegan to where I am now, um, which is really believing in it and um, just wanting to, like, shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, it really is a win-win-win any way you look at it, environmentally, in terms of health, in terms of animal welfare. There are just so many positives to this diet. So you, know, you were exposed to the diet at, at a younger age than, than most people. Um, I hadn't even heard of it until I was in college. You know, this is back in, in 2009, 2010. And I, back then it was still kind of looked at as this weird fringe type of diet. What originally was it that exposed you to the plant-based diet? I started reading food blogs. That's kind of what inspired me to start my own blog. But I started reading them and I guess I just naturally stumbled upon some uh, plant-based blogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of Oshi Glows. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that was the first one that I stumbled uh, stumbled across, and I ended up ordering her cookbook, and I really think that was the first um, real look into being completely plant-based. And I remember saying to my mom not long before that, um, I could never go vegan because I could never eat cheese. You know, everyone says mm -hmm. that. Um, so I definitely kind of had that mindset. And then as I kept looking into it, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I don't see any, you know, what's the downside? Of course, there there can be downsides if you do it wrong. But um, it, it just seemed so amazing. And uh, I don't know, everything just seemed like the food was vibrant and seemed so delicious. And it wasn't too far off to what I was used to. It wasn't like I was going from eating McDonald's every day to eating right. a whole foods plant-based diet, you know? Um, but I mean, I'm very thankful that I stumbled upon it. <laughs> you actually just wrote a really powerful blog on your website, emilyeats.com. What I would tell every girl on the roller coaster diet. For our listeners, can you elaborate a little bit on the lessons you share in that article and how it can apply to them? Yeah. So. I have kind of been dieting off and on as many women have since um, I did my first diet in eighth grade. I did the South Beach diet, which is a very low, low carb diet as most are. And ever since then, I've just kind of gone up and down with the dieting and uh, just, you know, really focusing on the weight aspects mm -hmm. of, you know, dieting, not actually doing it because I wanted to be healthy. And I've always been um, pretty healthy. Um, and that continued into college and really took a toll, uh, on just how I viewed myself and my relationship with food and my relationship to exercise. And it, at the last time I did the whole diet phase, it really took a toll on my body that I had never had. And, um, kind of messed up my hormones and I'm still uh, dealing with that now and I would never want that to happen to any other girl and I know it is you know everywhere um, and that breaks my heart but I wrote that post because I wanted to share my experiences with dieting and um, how I don't believe in it anymore it's not good for us it's scientifically proven to mm -hmm. not be good for us to always be uh, for our weight to always be yo-yoing up and down so um, I know there are a lot of young girls struggling with that and who are only focusing on their weight. And, I mean, actually, veganism has 
I, I know some people can look at it as just a diet and just a way to lose weight, and that is not how I approach it. Maybe that is kind of what I was thinking when I first came to the lifestyle, but it has helped me because I look at all the, these foods that I can eat, these nourishing, life-giving foods, and you know, I know that I can enjoy them and I know the good that, that they're doing for my body, so I don't feel bad about eating them anymore. You know, I don't want to feel bad for eating sweet potatoes because they're carbs, mm -hmm. you know, because they're so good for you. Right. So being able to, you know, see all these foods that um, are, you know, people are always saying like to limit fruit. And I now I would never, ever tell anyone to limit fruit. That's crazy. Right. Um, and that's just that diet mentality that I wish would just die off. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that veganism and the plant-based diet are kind of categorized in, in the same areas as like the paleo diet and south beach diet but the common denominator in any good diet or any good lifestyle is just a whole lot of fruits and vegetables so there's no need to add in the things that slow you down you might as well just eat the nourishing foods and eat as much of them as, as you feel is necessary because you're right your metabolism can take a big hit when sorry my cat's now trying to make an appearance on the show uh, right but you know when you restrict carbohydrates or you restrict any of the macronutrients your metabolism can take a big hit because it's not natural anymore now you're doing something that your body isn't used to it can cause all sorts of long-term problems so switching gears just a little bit i know you're really into kombucha and this is something that i actually don't know a whole lot about can you elaborate a little bit on, on what kombucha even is and um, why it is that you're such a big advocate for it well, I just love the taste. <laughs> I always say that if kombucha wasn't as healthy as it is for you, I may still drink it. Like, it would probably still be my vice because it's just so good. Right. Um, so, so kombucha is this really fizzy, uh, slightly tart, kind of sour drink um, that is basically fermented tea. So fermented sweet tea. Um, I actually brew my own, but you can buy it at... I mean, most grocery stores nowadays carry it, and you can flavor it however you want. There's uh, blueberry and raspberry, you know, ginger, all different kinds of flavors. So anytime that you would you ferment a food, that the fermentation is caused by bacteria. So fermented foods uh, are like kombucha, sauerkraut, um, kimchi, miso. Mm -hmm. I think I'm missing a big one. Um, I think those are the, I, the major ones from what I know as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that bacteria basically promotes the growth of good bacteria in our gut. And I have been doing a lot of reading and listening about the, the gut microbiome and everything like that. And I find it very, very fascinating that our gut bacteria can pretty much dictate our health. Right. Um, so all of that good bacteria in kombucha is not... Don't fear it. <laughs> like, it's good for your health. Um, I always say that people who really like soda would probably enjoy kombucha because it does have that, it's that carbonated fizziness. So if you've never tried it, I definitely encourage you to pick up a bottle. And if you like it enough, you should start brewing your own at home because it's really easy and it's so cheap. <laughs> Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people should absolutely look into, myself included. I've never tried it. I, I've always been kind of curious. But yeah, the idea of bacteria freaks a lot of people out. And they don't realize that the, the gut microbiome is this revolutionary area of health in the 21st century. It influences everything from 
our energy levels to how happy we're feeling. It, there really is just endless research to be done in that area. But in the meantime, we might as well do things like brew our own kombucha and drink it and ensure we're getting th that healthy bacteria. So I know you're in school and you obviously live a pretty busy lifestyle. Anyone in college is going to be doing a lot of things every single day. Okay. So what does a typical day of eating look like for you, even with a busy schedule? I definitely eat most of my meals at home. I just prefer it that way. It's cheaper. And I mean, like I said, the only options are about, you know, Chipotle or an iceberg lettuce salad. So I eat most of my meals at home. Um, breakfast is usually oatmeal or um, a smoothie bowl, but not so much now as it gets a little bit colder. So usually oatmeal and on the weekends, I love to make uh, pancakes. Um, lunch is usually leftovers, so I eat a lot of what I make for the blog, um, so it could be leftover, like taco, like bean tacos, or I usually try to start any meal with a big vegetable salad, so just a lot of greens, um, some carrots, cucumber, just, just a bunch of vegetables kind of mm -hmm. to get that, you know. I don't know, just start the meal in a good way. Um, so it's usually something with beans. I, I try to eat beans with lunch and dinner. It usually is with lunch and dinner every day. And then for dinner, um, I guess it's just like whatever I make for the blog. So um, like this week, we're eating my potato kale soup that's on the blog. Um, so right now, it's a lot of soups and chilies and very hearty things. Usually some sort of sweet potato is in there because I cannot get enough sweet potatoes. <laughs> um, and just lots and lots and lots of vegetables and fruits and snacking in between. And I'll snack on a, you know, those more processed kind of snack bars every now and then. But I would much prefer to grab an apple and a handful of walnuts or something like that. Um, and then I'll usually end the night with a square of dark chocolate. Oh, and a bottle of kombucha is probably in there somewhere. You're going to have the kombucha too, absolutely. Um, yes. And that's one thing I really like about your blog is that you have a little bit of everything on there. You have desserts, salads, full meals. There really is a big, big variety there. And you do have some really innovative and cool recipes on the blog. So this is one question we ask all of our guests and it's kind of a it's a fun one. It stumped a few of a few of our guests, but uh, we still ask it <laughs> anyway. If you could have a three course meal with absolutely no restrictions on budget, travel, you could get the food from anywhere in the world. What would that meal consist of? Uh, you know, I heard this question on another one of your podcasts, and I probably should have prepared three course meal, as in like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or it would be more like an appetizer, uh, a main course, than a dessert. Okay. Um. Oh, geez, I don't know. Appetizer, mm, you know, we just went to Austin and had these <laughs> buffalo mac and cheese balls that they dipped in a, a vegan ranch. That was really delicious. So probably something with like a cashew vegan cheese, maybe some sort of dip, like a vegan spinach and artichoke dip something like that, or hummus. I'm a huge hummus person. Mm -hmm. um, main meal would probably be, oh, geez, something with definitely roasted sweet potato drizzled with tahini. If you haven't tried that, you, that's 
that combo is just amazing. Um, honestly, maybe like a good pizza, just like loaded with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's I'm trying to think of something like really awesome, and all I can say is pizza. It's horrible. <laughs> and then dessert, I think just I was talking about this last night. I just want a slice of classic vanilla cake. I I've always kind of been a vanilla over chocolate person, and I do love chocolate, but um, I just want a, a slice of classic vanilla cake, or actually cheesecake is my favorite. So I know I didn't really give a definitive answer, but you kind of put me on the spot there. Well, now you have a menu with several different options you can choose from, and you could have yeah. you know meals for a couple of days that way. So what's next for you and your blog? Right now your blog is, is really on the rise, a lot of people checking out your recipes. Where do you see your blog going in the next several years? Yeah, I, I hope I can keep blogging. Um, I graduate in a year, so I hope that I can um, keep that up even after I graduate and just kind of see where it takes me. Um, I would like to start maybe not doing meal plans, but just kind of helping people navigate, you know, the grocery store, um, figure out, you know, how to plan meals so you're not, you know, scrambling for dinner. Um, you know, I want to help people figure out their practical problems. You know, anyone can go on Pinterest and look up any recipe they want, but when it actually comes down to executing mm-hmm. um, healthy eating, I think that's where a lot of people um, have issues. So I, that's my goal is just to help people with their every day. So um, I would just hope to continue to grow the blog and maybe offer some sort of service later on. Um, maybe, you know, kind of personal meal delivery wherever um, I'm living or um, cooking classes or online courses or something like that. Um, I really just want to want to help people because I know I know that people struggle with healthy eating, whatever that means for them. Um, my my goal is just to get people to eat more fruits and vegetables. <laughs> that's basically all I want. You know, I, that's my main message. So um, I don't know. I hope to just keep growing it and um, help as many people as possible and just keep getting the message of plant-based eating out there. Or living, I should say. I, it's not just about the food as well. We're going to link your blog in the show notes. Where else can people get in touch with you on social media? So the biggest place I would probably be Instagram. I'm Emily Eats. It's E-M-I-L-I-E. Eats, E-A-T-S. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Emily Eats. You can email me, emilyeats at gmail.com. Um, where else am I? Pinterest, Emily Eats. I'm everywhere. Just, uh, yeah, just come check out the blog. Come see what what's going on, and you know, make a recipe. Email me. Um, I'd love to hear from you.